This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. That was Curtis Mayfield talking about hard times, a re-recording of that selection written for the album There's No Place Like America Today in 1975. That was re-recorded for inclusion on the compilation named Of All Time, which was released in 1990. Curtis Mayfield. Before that, on tenor saxophone, Frank Lowe from the album named Decision in Paradise 
Frank Lowe there with Don Cherry, pocket trumpet, Grachon Moncour III on trombone, Jerry Allen piano, Charnette Moffat bass, and Charles Moffat on drums. The song was You Dig, Frank Lowe. Let's continue now with another selection from a CD I shared with you a few weeks ago by Da Cruz.
just don't want to be lonely. That's the voice of Frankie Paul. And the track is Don't Want to Be. That is from a compilation named Strictly Underground, Reggae's Next Generation. Various tracks recorded in the early to mid-1990s. This album was released in 1996. Frankie Paul and Don't Want to Be. Before that, Da Cruz, the band named for vocalist Mariana Da Cruz. The album was named Sistema Subversiva, and the track we heard there was Vestida de Amor, Da Cruz. Now, as the morning train continues, we're going to go back again to new music 2016 this is the album leaf
I don't 
brothers and sisters, just be thankful for what you've got, as little or as much as that may feel like. Be thankful for what you got was by Massive Attack. That is from the first album released in 1991, Blue Lines. Massive Attack was preceded by a track from the album This Is For The White Of Your Eyes by Choir of Young Believers, and that was released in 2009. That track was Why Must It Always Be This Way. Before that, from 2016, Bonivar, and the album was named 22 A Million, Bonivar's album of last year, and we heard 33 God. And before 33 God by Bonivar, we heard a track from the album Between Waves, also a 2016 release. The album Leaf is the artist, and Never Far was the song i'm never far from you well it's true that mutinyradio.fm is never far from you and if you live here in san francisco we are quite near so i would like to remind you to come on down here for the 42nd annual mutiny radio comedy festival the first week of march march one through five it's a great way to support the station and Come to live events. Tickets are only $10. And you can support the station by continuing to listen to The Morning Train with your friend J.D. Buell. I appreciate it. Please share with others. Let's get a bit of rockin' now with Rocket from the Tombs. Say hello, hello, 
Richard Lloyd, former member of television. That is from his album Real Time, believe it or not, recorded live at CBGB. And the track we heard was Pleading, Pleading with Richard Lloyd. Before that, Richard Lloyd as a member of Rocket from the Tombs, their 2011 album Barfly, and we heard the song Anna. We're going to move on now to the sounds of Gillian Welch.
stop dreaming that's when i stop loving you the leuven brothers song there done by the hayden triplets that's charlie hayden's daughters tanya rachel and petra the hayden triplets album was released in 2014 when i stopped dreaming before that from 2011, the album by Gillian Welch named The Harrow and the Harvest, we heard The Way It Will Be. And the way it will be from here on out is that on the, music, on the morning train, we're going to move through a couple more sets before it's time to wrap it up for Brother Roman and the weekly report. So we'll get back to some more music here right after this. <clears throat> no, they don't bite. And, uh, and well, but then, as you know, chinchillas, or, or mutated chinchillas like these, the blue mutants, we call them. Has that because of their peculiar uh, coloration, Brad, that makes them so rare? Uh, no, they were first crossbred or introduced, as we say, by Alistair Blue. 
a munitions ex a mutations expert who's been into the raising of these little sweethearts. Be oh, oh, careful there. Is he getting, is he getting away? Uh, that's all right. We get a lot more of them, and they do that, and that's part of the fun of raising them. And they're very clean, clean animals. I wanted to ask about that. They're very clean. And if they do mess, as we refer to it, they'll do it in their little cages, and it doesn't make any difference. And they dig a little hole for it. <laughs> Is that uh, what this one's doing here? Can we, can we get a close-up no. of that? No, no. No, this one's just trying to get away. <laughs> Uh, that, that's his mate over there. That's the one they're trying to catch. Well, look at that. They just caught it. Uh, oh, that's... Our floor manager just told me they stepped uh, on that, it. That's a, that's a female. That's a squirrel, as we say. Those bright colors around the snout. Nose rings, we call them. They differentiate between them. And, of course, you just cover them up with this nair guard, and they won't breed. They can't breathe? No, no, no. They can't breed. <laughs> There's one crawling up my leg. But, uh, seriously, Brad, Ken, we want them to breed as much as possible and this guard is only used of course when you're away on vacation you know and it becomes inconvenient ah. for them to uh, 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 Brad now how could we let's go over to that demonstration oh, you sure. to well I'm gonna show you how absolutely trouble free these little animals are back here if you have kids like I know I have, you'll want to watch this very carefully now. Uh, we got a big close-up right there of the little... <laughs> if it doesn't, he's still here. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to put out this lighted cigarette on this chinchilla now. <laughs> there. Now, you, see, you can see I'm just letting it burn there. It doesn't harm the coat at all. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, how's how's it's still smoking there? Yes. Uh -huh. Well, how's how is this uh, how is this possible, Ken? Well, Brad, this chinchilla is entirely synthetic. That's that's fantastic. And with these little fellas raised in your spare time in the playhouse or the garage or the slaves' quarters, you'll be making hay while the sun shines and at midnight too with mutant well, blue. Thank you, thank you, Brad. And you two little what's his name? Doesn't have a name. They're all his name. Oh, well, thank you. Just a moment, we'll tell you the numbers to call.
Top of the world. She's gone, but I don't worry. Neither does Vassar Clements and his many friends who contributed to the album Hillbilly Jazz, which came out in the 1970s. David Bromberg, Vassar Clements, DJ Fontana, many others given us a nice country swing version of Sitting on Top of the World. Before that, the Firesign Theater, friends, and the Chinchilla Show, a selection from their early radio program that is not to encourage any mistreatment of animals. After all, those chinchillas were entirely synthetic, but I don't want anyone to think that I'm advocating cruelty to animals. Just a fun little piece from the... Uh, probably 1969. Thank you, Firesign Theater. Thank you, Vassar and friends. Let's go now to George Jones and Melba Montgomery. Stay away. 
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf with J.D. Buell. Thank you for joining me today. That was New Music 2016 album Midwest Farmer's Daughter by Margot Price. And the track was The Hands of Time, Margot Price. Before that, from 1963, George Jones and Melba Montgomery with their rather sad lament, let's invite them over. (laughs) Strange, strange times is being in love with another couple. But those were the swinging, swinging 60s, and uh, that kind of thing was showing up more and more often in country music. George Jones and Melba Montgomery, let's invite them over. Let's invite Grant Green now to come in and give us some groovin'. Thank you. 
guitar leading a very funky band in 1970 that is an outtake from his album alive version of hey western union man that was a gamble and huff hit written with jerry butler and we should make note of idris muhammad on the drums there grant green hey western union man well, we've got one more set to fit in here on today's ride on the morning train, so let's get to Sun House. Don't you mind fever granting in your feet? Don't mind fever granting in your face. Yeah, just bear this in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? You know your mother will talk about you, your sisters and your brothers too. Yes, don't care how you're trying to live, they'll talk about you still. Yes, but bad who is in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning? In your feet, don't mind people grinning in your face. Don't mind people grinning in your face. Oh, there's bad who is in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? You know they'll jump 
you up and down. They'll carry you all around and around. Just as soon as your back a turn, they'll be trying to crush you down. Yes, but bear this in mind, a true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? Don't mind people grinning in your face. Don't mind people grinning in your face. Oh Lord, just bear who is in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face?
also known as Shalala, the Ramones, from Too Tough to Die, 1984. That set began with Sun House, the collection of recordings made in the 60s for Columbia Records, 1965, with Grinning in Your Face. Last week I played a selection that Willie DeVille wrote with Doc Pomus. That was another Doc Pomus song from the collection Till the Night is Gone, 1995. We heard Roseanne Cash doing her version of the Drifters' I Count the Tears. That was followed by In Love and Alone. Public Access TV is a New York band I'm pretty crazy about. Never Enough is their 2016 album, In Love and Alone. 
experts at being in love and alone, though they have each other. The Everly Brothers, Phil and Don, the Everly Brothers from 1965 with The Price of Love. And then we were howling at the moon. And that's the way I'm going to have to leave you this week. Thanks for joining me here. Searching for light in 
Roman. Today it's Friday, May 22nd, 2020. Thanks so much for tuning in. Starting off the show with some music, as we usually do here. First song of Staples. Uh, 
called the song's called All In It Together. And after that, Aaron Van Lander with their cover of What's So Funny About Love and Understanding. And yeah, we're broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. We're here in the Mission District in San Francisco. We're on Ramitush Ohlone land. And to learn more about the land and the folks who have been on this land since before it was colonized, please go to ramitush.com, and that's R-A-M-A-Y-T-U-S-H.com. And I also want to encourage folks to pay the Shumi land tax. And if you type in S-H-U-U-M-I land tax, you will be brought to a page where you can donate and also pay your taxes especially for folks in the East Bay. We'll be going over some news stories today, playing some music in between. Did an interview, I believe, two days ago. It's hard to keep track of time. And I pre-recorded it. And I didn't have a chance to really edit it. And that's okay. So I'll be playing the the rough cut of it and speak with Faye from the SRA. So look forward to sharing that with you all. And big thanks to Faye for sharing some information with us. And I'm also going to be speaking about some news stories. And often on the show, it can get depressing because it is the news. <laughs> and also, I definitely want to highlight some positive things that are happening and a lot of collective actions that are happening. And I feel like it's really inspiring and it's important to recognize the victories, no matter how small they may feel, just to a reminder that there are so many folks doing a lot of really incredible organizing out there. So I want to give attention to that. Oftentimes I start with a rant. I don't know what to rant about today. I mean, I do know, and also, oh, I did have a, I, I try not to talk about my personal life too much on here. I did have a dream last night that, um, so I've got, I think we all have people in our lives where we are friends at one point, and then for whatever reason, we either drifted apart, or there was fighting, or for whatever reason, we're just maybe not as close. And I had a dream about one of these friends, who I'm still kind of connected, like we're connected on social media, but we don't really, we haven't talked in years. And in my dream, uh, this person was like, I saw them, and I was like, oh, hey. And this person was like, oh, I, I was in love with you for a long time, and that's why I was so like unkind to you. And suddenly that just kind of washed over all of the anger I had and frustration and sadness I had towards them about having this friendship kind of, I don't necessarily crumble, more just like kind of faded away. It wasn't anything from my perspective that felt too... Dramatic, maybe parts of it were dramatic. I don't know, but it was really this nice bonding moment in my that my subconscious wanted me to experience. And I recognize that that there's a theory that everything in your dream represents a part of you, and every person in your dream represents a part of you. So perhaps there was this uh, piece of myself that was <sighs> not sure how to show love for myself. And I, I do, this is, I mean, I talk a lot on the show about how obviously we should have housing for all and healthcare for all. It's not, to me, it doesn't seem that complicated yet. A lot of folks want to push back against that. And part of it comes from my own experience of just being in between housing for years of my life and how difficult that was and how that affected my behavior in so many levels. Not that I'm not you know, accountable and uh, responsible for my behavior. It's not an excuse for it. It's just an understanding that when I wasn't sure sometimes where I was going to spend the night and or staying with friends and or sleeping on couches and or just being around, you know, being in situations that I ordinarily would not be in if I'd had stable housing, uh, it, I was not, I just, when I didn't have as many choices, uh, it, it did not really affect my interpersonal skills 
that well. It had a negative effect. And uh, my substance use went up, and I think that really affected some of my friendships and relationships in my life. And it's so crucial just to understand how important it is that folks have their own housing. I mean, it affects every single aspect of one's life. Privacy, self-confidence, the ability to get a job and to keep a job, um, safety, health, being removed from the elements, not having to deal with police harassment as much. Um, there's so many things that just like having the basic needs, the fact that we are so far removed from that um, and the grand scheme of things here in, the, in this country is just, it's so difficult to witness day in and day out, especially, and I, I recognize this is happening um, in many places around the country and many places around the world, so it's not just something that's happening in the Bay Area. However, it's so pronounced here with the wealth disparities that there are actual billionaires who live in this city, and the fact that we're not <laughs> honestly hunting them down right now and asking them, I mean, I'm all for, I won't stop anyone from making a guillotine, let me say that right now. People, there are vacant units here. It's like, it's so, the problems are so fixable. It's just the people who are in positions of power to fix it and have the ability to fix it and have the wealth to fix it choose not to. And that's just, it's, and then I think about my own actions and, you know, I can point my finger all I want to, but it's also up to me to help support folks who are organizing and, and to, to act as well. And I recognize that. And it's just so fucking difficult when there are, when we could easily have a world where people are safe and taken care of. And it's not like it's, there are steps that we could take. I recognize it's, I mean, similar with prison abolition. Like, I'm all for that as the end game. And I recognize it's not just like you snap your fingers and it's done and all problems are solved. But we do need to move into a world where we have compassion for one another and we look to heal and rehabilitate instead of punish people. And it seems that the folks, and obviously every case is different, and the folks who actually, who I think do need some uh, punishment are people the, in the highest offices of the land. Yet it's uh, folks who are simply trying to live their lives who are the ones who are on the receiving end of police violence, state violence, poverty. And it's difficult to hold these you know, these, these truths of how the world is and be a part of the world. Like, I definitely want to, I, I definitely have some social anxiety to a degree, and things feel a little bit different now that there is shelter in place, and I try to go out for walks and exercise and to, exp I don't know if I use the word, explore is not the right word to use. So many people have been here before, but when I have the energy, just walk and find other parts of the city I haven't been to before, I haven't spent as much time in, and just how beautiful it is here. And at the same time, it feels frightening to go out. Not a lot of folks are wearing masks. And the whole idea with wearing masks is that you're protecting other people. It's not so much you're protecting yourself, but it's a courtesy to other people. Folks can have be asymptomatic. I could be. I could have it. And if I, at least if I wear a mask in public, 
that's one less, or I should say one more barrier uh, from that prevents me from transmitting it to someone. So that's the least thing I can do. And yeah, of course it's not uh, the most comfortable thing, but uh, a lot of things in this world aren't very comfortable, and I feel like it's a very the bare minimum. Um, yeah, just encouraging folks to wear masks and social distance. And not a lot of folks, I feel like in the last week or so, I've seen more, like fewer and fewer, I've seen more and more people go out, more cars, unfortunately, gross, and uh, just more people without masks on. For a while, there was like definitely an uptick in people wearing masks, which was great and appreciated, and then suddenly it kind of stopped, especially for like the joggers. It's like, especially when you're jogging, you just exert more sweat, and you're breathing heavier, and... Uh, there are some, though, who wear masks, so I appreciate it. And it's really just this kind of, we're just seeing how people respond under these difficult situations. And obviously not everyone's perfect, and obviously we all make mistakes. And I just want to encourage folks to try to think of other people. Not that, well, maybe it's hard for some people. I don't know. Anyway, that's, I guess that's where my rant is. There we go. That's not so bad. All right, I mean, despite the fact that Wealth inequality is killing people. Um, you know, but that's kind of the world that we're living in. So I do want to get to some new shows. I am new shows. What am I talking about? Um, also, ooh, there's a cover of Wilco, Nicolo, and Mavis Staples in Wait, which I think I want to listen to. So perhaps I'll put that on right now, and then I will put up, I'll pull up a story to read, and I'll also sit down, because I haven't sat down yet, although I did hear for audio recording, it's better to be standing up. So maybe I'll stand up. We'll see how this goes. All right. So this is Wilco, Nicklo, and Mavis Staples rehearsing The Wait. You can find it on YouTube. It was shared by Wilco. And this came out in 2012. Ah, those were, I'm not going to say simpler times. They were different times. I am uh, <laughs> putting up the volume here. Oh, I have the tab muted. This happens sometimes.